Welcome into a new Trending in Education Extra. After our episode this week on fake news, we want to follow up with a great story out of the Bronx. Keisha Henry is a teacher in the South Bronx who utilized a chatbot named Check It to help teach her students media literacy and about fake news. Check It brands itself as a way to communicate with students in the format they like most, share content in digestible bites, increase engagement with animated images, and check if they are ready to answer state questions. Now, Esther Lee and Mike Palmer caught up with Keisha earlier this week to talk about what spurred the classroom discussion around fake news, how she leveraged Check It, what her objectives were, and what might be next in her classroom. We join the conversation between Esther, Mike, and Keisha as Keisha describes what kicked off this lesson. We do apologize for any background noise that may be a tad distracting. It started off with the politics and kids bringing to class like their ideas and what their, well, they weren't their ideas, it was their parents' ideas about um, just what was going on in the world and how they were troubled by it. So our population is probably below poverty level. Um, so they're all hating and, and, and bashing Trump and they're saying a lot of things that I'm like, well, I've, I've really never heard that. But one kid came out and said he heard something, his father heard something or saw something on Facebook. And that triggered most of the conversation and the conversation between me and a colleague and said, look, we need to teach them something. Let's use this chat box that we, we're already using in class. Let's use it for that. And, and it should be more fun, more interesting. So it started that way. Um, so, so you were already using the chatbots. We were already using the chat box to um, kind of gauge, like we were doing, using it as an entrance exit ticket, uh, exit entrance ticket, um, to just kind of gauge where the kids were from the less the day before and the day after, you know, just basic skills or strategies that we might have worked on or will be working on. So we were using that already. So we just kind of changed the platform a little bit, like what it looked like, and then decided to use these iPads and then use the chat box and format it that way so they yeah so they can see so we did it the same way as you would do a lesson where you would chart things instead of charting it we used the chat box so we gave them tips on what fake news would look like so if you came across an article look look at this look at the title look at the website question yourself you know and gave them all those tips we had them do it together kind of practice we gave them an article uh, where they had to identify whether it was fake or real according to those tips that we gave them. And they gave us back our feedback. You know, like we know this is fake because whatever it was that they found. So it was really effective. It was truly effective because for me is always the aftermath. Like, what do you gain out of this? Like at the end, what can you tell me? And it was, the conversation was like, it was awesome. That conversation was truly awesome, where they were able to see, like, man, you know, you could spread you could spread fake news really rapidly, especially in social media. So for an eleven-year-old to tell me that without me saying not one word was powerful. That's great. So you tied this into um, how students can spot fake news, and also just the idea about spreading. Uh, news that's fake, whether it's just rumors about your friends or it could be fake news about politics uh, using social media. So you had tied in aspects of students' lives that matter, you know, as they live it through social media now. 
that's really great. Um, how did you find the time to lesson plan around fake news and where did you get such support to explore this idea? So um, Massimo, who is the founder of Check It, had been helping me already to develop these questions, you know, um, working through the entrance and exit tickets with these state questions. And then he thought like that would be like a phenomenal idea. Let's try to do this. And he's the one who created the, the platform and pulled up um, the Facebook face so then the kids can see like what I posted and how I can spread, you know, rumors and how easy it is to spread whatever I spread. And it was fake news. Um, so he helped me and supported me through the whole way and to help get back that data. So it was really important for me to see what their kids were answering and what they were choosing because it's almost like a multiple choice. And it was easy for them because they get, they get their answers and they get these memes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you got it. No, you didn't get it. What a funky meme. And then I get the data stating, look, 17% of your kids answered this and so on. So at, at, that's, that's super interesting. Um, it, it sounds like the lesson plan hit the nail on its head where it needed to, um, and that students got exactly what you wanted out of that lesson from it. Um, at Kaplan, we've had uh, discussions in the past about having phones and iPads at students' fingertips during class. Um, could you share with us what expectations you had set with the students in order to run this lesson smoothly? Were there any unforeseen challenges or benefits? The great thing about our school was that the entire school is technology-based. So everyone had an iPad, everyone has um, um, a computer, a laptop, and we use them differently. You know, we do more research on the iPads and we use this check it on the iPad. Um, but from day one, because they're coming from, I taught the sixth grade, this was a sixth grade class. So from them coming in from a grade school, they probably didn't have any technology. So from day one, we're working on norms. You know, what does it look like to work on an iPad? What does it look like, you know, if I'm with a group working with the iPad, what should I, shouldn't I do? And they come up with these norms. They made up their own list um, because I wanted it to be used, obviously, for an, as an academic tool, not as a game tool. You know, they see iPads and they feel like, oh, fun, 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 games, YouTube. Um, so we had to set the expectation clear from day one. And they knew from day one, if you misuse it, we weren't going to use it or you wasn't going to use it because the rest of the class was. So no kid wants to be left out. They don't want to be the oddball. So they cooperated. So we never really had an issue. Um, did we think we were going to have issues with technology at their fingertips? Of course we did, you know, but I think that there was so much of it and everybody had one and everybody respected it, that it was okay. You know, it was fine. They didn't misuse it. They didn't, um, they didn't play when they weren't supposed to. And we didn't have like an app. Like I always told Massimo from Check It, I wish you created an app so we can see what is everybody's looking at. Because it would make it easier, just safer. Um, but it was nothing inappropriate. And it got to the point that kids even took their iPads home. So it was, it was comfortable. They were, it was a norm for them. 
I, I really enjoyed looking at the photos of your awesome. students in the school, uh, both outside and inside the classroom. Could you tell us a little bit about how uh, you could gauge the engagement and how excited the students were? So we started off, it depends on the lesson the day before. So if I did it an exit ticket, they would get an exit ticket that it could be anything. We could, we're working on inferencing and I might send off a question about inferencing just so I know who has, who got it. So I will send the passage, the answers, the multiple choice answers by a four o'clock they had to send. They had to give me my response. Um, and then I would shut it down where they couldn't answer anymore. Or if I wanted to start off as an entrance ticket, we worked on theme. Theme was really difficult for them to get in sixth grade. So I would ask them certain questions, send out um, an article or, or we did myths and we focused on theme. Um, and then I would have them answer that before school. They have 15 minutes from eight to 8.15, they had to figure out this answer. Um, but the best part was that every time you answered the question correctly, they got points. Hmm. So they got 30 points for answering it right. And if they were the first ones to answer it in the class, they got 30 extra points. So now everybody's fighting for one, the right question, the right answer, and two, to be the first one to answer it. So they're all on their phones because at that point, they were all downloading the app to, you know, to be the first one to get it. Mm -hmm. At our school, at the very entrance, the entrance, they, um, we put up a TV where you can see this letter board where their scores. So it had their name and what their score was. So every day, of course, they walked in, pushing and shoving, who's first? Who's in first place? Is it me? You know? So yeah. it, was, it was really funny. It was really funny. And, and kids loved it. It was a competition and it was healthy. You know, they didn't get anything for it. You know, they got their points and that was it. it you know, they were just the winner. You know, we weren't taking them anywhere. We weren't buying them lunch. It was for them. And they gained so much out of it. Mm. That's so awesome. It's like gamified chatbots in a form of a text message with feedback provided by memes. Right. Yeah, that was that. That was also fun, too, because they look forward to um, it was almost it was a, a positive double edged sword kind of thing. So they weren't totally bummed when they got the answer wrong because they were looking forward to this funny meme mm -hmm. you know? and it was almost funnier when you got it wrong than if you got it right so it was it was healthy it was healthy they didn't feel bad they tried again they just knew they weren't going to get any points for it so it was it was a, a cool experience for them both and how how hard was it for you to set set this whole thing up? Like how much how much work did it take to do like the lesson planning and like using the using the app to author this stuff? So Massimo is the one who kind of I tell him, look, I have this idea. Yeah. What how can we format it in chat box? And he does all the work. Just give me the articles, give me the answers that you want, and I can format it. Or when it came to those uh, entrance exit tickets where I gave them, you know, like a passage with that, we pulled out, he had like this database of test questions and you could literally click by year, by grade, by skill, by strategy. So it was already there. It literally took five minutes. Wow. Yeah. It was just click, click, click. Here you go. Here's your question. Here's what I'm focusing on. And as soon as they answered the question, I received that data online and I had the app on my phone so I can see it. That's awesome. It was super, and it's no time wasted. No time wasted. And how, did, how did you get? How did you get connected with with uh, Check It and Massimo to to begin with? So our school, my uh, former principal 
had this vision where he's like, and I, I was with him, I, I worked with him for so long. Uh, he constantly spoke about technology, 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 even when it wasn't even spoken about in the schools. Mm-hmm. And how he wanted, you know, kids to have laptops and iPads. And, you know, it was important because this is where the world is going. And everybody would look at him like, are you crazy? There's no way you're going to trust these kids in this environment, this community to take iPads home. And he got it done. He, you know, we rolled out some grants. He got the money, got the iPads, and somehow he got connected to Massimo. I'm not sure exactly how. Mm-hmm. But I was the first one to launch um, the usage of iPads in my class. Just basic things. You know, it wasn't nothing big. Just, you know, using it as a research tool, um, trying to find apps to kind of help them with anything that we were working on. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, you know what? This teacher really works on technology and she uses it, you know, for learning try working with her and then it kind of just kind of spread out and they went up to the next grade and other teachers eventually the whole school was using it. the technology you use to trigger the conversation is really interesting but i imagine the conversation that the kids were having themselves was probably pretty interesting as well so once they saw so once we used me as an example of how easy it is even if i didn't mean to do it on purpose um we talked about like the effects like what happens you know mm-hmm. what is that like and they brought it back from content to saying you know how how rapidly this could could uh spread especially with social media mm-hmm. it's seconds it takes seconds to spread news um in social media mm-hmm. they brought it back to like look that's like bullying that's like cyberbullying. like they just made so many different connections and massimo was there with me that day just to see how it went and he was in complete shock mm-hmm. like i don't believe like they literally took one idea and kind of stretched it out over to like other things personal things mm-hmm. um and one boy told me miss i think you should have read beyond the lines like that's what <laughs> you needed to do and i'm looking at him like yeah you're right you know because i i told my story i said i made a mistake and and i kept it there to like teach people a lesson mm-hmm. um and he was like well i would have took it taken it down because you were you were dead wrong but from the tips that we gave them how to spot those fake news he was like well you know, it is important to look and read behind the lines, you know, beyond those lines, you know, it's really important to look at the source, mm-hmm. you know, so we showed them a whole bunch of funky sources and what looks funky and what doesn't. And they were just like, well, just by looking at it, this doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't look real, it probably isn't real. And, and the, it, it just went on for like, it probably, our lesson probably took an hour and a half and it's just more conversation than anything. You know, they went through the chat box really quickly, 10 minutes, the most, Mm-hmm. And the conversation was long. That's amazing. As a former teacher, like my my brain keeps going about different lesson plans that can come out of just that conversation. You know, social responsibility, cyberbullying, how to check your sources, bias, mm-hmm. um, even a math uh, lesson around you know how many followers do I have and is it public and how many people look at my tweets per second, per minute on Mm -hmm. a daily basis, you know, like all these ideas, I feel like students would jump on them and they would love it because they're living it. Yeah. And that's what it is. It was really something that they connect to. They're like, oh, you have Facebook and you have Twitter and you have, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm human, you know, (laughs) it was just like, oh, you know, it, it was really good to use, you know, social media to say, look, 
this is this is easy to spread this. It's yeah, and and also using yourself as an example yeah. probably made it made it easier for them mm-hmm. to connect and for them to connect with you. And you know, like you're putting yourself out there a little bit, which helps yeah. build trust. Yeah, yeah. You and know, the big joke was I think I only got like a like or something <laughs> like that. And then the same kid who said like you have to like read behind the headlines, Miss, uh, he said. <laughs> Well, thank God only one person. <laughs> he knew that was fake. And I'm thinking, you know, great. But it was really powerful. And, and I think those are one of the, like, you know, as teachers, you have great lessons. And then you have these lessons that you plan for and they stink. Yeah. So, you're, so those were one of those that we didn't plan so much for it. We just had an idea. It was like a little spark. And we're like, mm-hmm. let's just try. Let's see what happens. You know, we had the technology for it. And yeah. it worked out better than I could have ever planned. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give other teachers, other educators based on, based on this experience? Take risk, take risk, you know, like just try like make connections with children. I always think that I'm successful with my kids because I make a connection. Mm -hmm. I can relate to them at any level, you know, Mm -hmm. from where they live, poverty to what they know, to what they don't know, the struggles of learning, you know, um, just sit and have a conversation with them, find Mm -hmm. one little thing from them that they, you know that could hit home and, and you'll, you have, they, they'll work for you forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, what's next? Like what, what, what would you want to go after next? Cause this is uh, this is quite a feather in your cap. This is an interesting, uh, interesting experience, I'm sure. But uh, are you, are, do you want to build on this? Do you want to, you know, do more of this type of lesson plans? Do you want to go in another direction? Like what, what, what are you thinking next? We certainly want to do more of this. Um, and obviously like spread it to other content, you know, what would it look like in social studies? What would it mm. look like in math and science? Um, the city now is focusing, as you guys may know, on social emotional behavior. Yep. How can we target that? You know, how can, how would that look like on a chat box? Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of get our kids. Cause I feel like there's no kid who wants to fail. You know, mm-hmm. I think kids fail because they don't know how to succeed. So if we kind of have a target on that, we have like a something to say, you know, how can we gauge it? If we know how these kids are feeling and we know that they're struggling, how can we help them? But how do we keep track of that? And I think that a chat box somehow can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly yet. I can't, you know, wrap it around my head yet, but that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> And we're joined now, Dan Strafford, Esther Lee, Michael Palmer, following up on that great conversation that they both had uh, with Keisha Henry, teacher out of the South Bronx, using a chatbot called Check It to talk about fake news in her classroom. And, and Esther, you got to know Keisha a little bit better. You, you did the, the pre-interview and, and got to talk to her at a longer length about what she's doing with that program. And really interesting to see the impetus for fake news that a student brought it into her classroom, something that her father said on from Facebook and that she even herself uh, helped show them that it's easy to spread fake news by sharing something on Facebook that was not in fact uh, true news. But what was your impression uh, of Keisha and of this process she put into place in the curriculum or, or the lesson plan, I guess is the better word that she put together uh, to teach her students about fake news? I absolutely enjoyed uh, speaking with Keisha and uh the fact that she shared that story with us uh, um, about how she thought of this lesson plan um, because she made a mistake, somebody called her out on it, and then she decided to 
uh, open up that relationship with her students and let her social media kind of take presence in her classroom, which I thought is super unique and also really exciting and fun if you think about it, because a lot of teachers will hide mm -hmm. from their students or uh, stay away from topics like that. But um, she immediately jumped on that as an opportunity to teach. And when she did, students bought it. And um, the fact that she's teaching about uh, fake news and identifying uh, different ways to see when something is fake or it's extremely biased, um, it's just letting students be better citizens on the internet, which I think is super important. There's been a lot of talk about uh, cyberbullying mm -hmm. and um, just a vicious cycle of bad news uh, going around at polarizing ends that are really biased. So um, I'm really glad to hear that her class of students will probably not be a part of those who like bad or fake news and make matters worse. And yeah. Mike, Mike, this week uh, on Trending in Education, we talked media literacy and fake news. And uh, I mean, it seems like Keisha's putting it in action. I couldn't have asked for a better uh, educator to have on as our first sort of uh, uh, guest here, but really taking some of the things we talked about, not because of us, but uh, all of a sudden we have this uh, guest who is already doing this media literacy, this teaching about fake news that we had already talked about on the episode. Yeah, I think it's great. And thanks to Esther for taking the time to uh, go a little deeper with Keisha. Are we allowed to call her Keisha from the Bronx? Uh, I'm allowed, allowed to at least ask whether we can call her Keisha from the Bronx because it sounds good. And um, I know, Esther, you taught in the Bronx, too. So like this is kind of getting back to your mm -hmm. uh, your boogie down uh, roots. Definitely. Uh, but um, but I think it's a nice perspective and I think it's a nice way to kind of bring other voices into the conversation. Uh, also, because in the Bronx, um, yeah, I think particularly in, in Keisha's class, you know, you're you're dealing with maybe a different cut uh, of from a socioeconomic, uh, you know, perspective and uh, from folks who maybe typically don't get a voice uh, through like media channels like this. So I thought both those things were really exciting. Um, are you interested in doing more of this type of work, Esther? Totally. Yeah. I'm even willing to record from the school itself and yeah. maybe even get some students on here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, we're, uh, you know, we're, I think we're really interested in doing that uh, in a number of different ways. Uh, and the fake news, I think, was one uh, clearly topical way uh, for us to get, get into something that is on trend. Um, it also sounded like you uncovered some other stuff while talking to Keisha that might be uh, interesting to our listeners and might be good fodder for for a subsequent show. Uh, you want to just talk briefly about that? Sure. So when I had asked Keisha about how she prepped her students to using chatbots uh, for the fake news lesson, she was telling me she was actually already using Check It in her classroom before the fake news lesson. And she was using it to teach standardized tests. Mm. So um, when kids think about standardized tests and when teachers think about standardized tests it's really about just bubbling and stuff and it's a lot of hard work and mm -hmm. students hate it but she was saying it made the lesson plan uh, fun and easier um, she uh, had the chatbot teach them read different types of passages students would just uh, send in a text saying yes or no or um, choose from multiple choice mm -hmm. and that's how she was test prepping them mm -hmm. and so I just thought that's super interesting maybe uh, in the future uh, KTP's audience uh, might be wanting this or needing this or maybe maybe not even that but maybe it's something that's worth researching for us sure yeah and um, interesting also to hear the other side of the conversation which we were talking briefly about too like where 
some of the new media forms may be distracting or maybe uh, shorter form or more superficial than some of the the types of tasks that that we really do want to to sort of develop that grit and endurance in our learners. So um, I thought that was really interesting that it came up. Um, I definitely think it'd be uh, a topic to to kind of dive into on either side because like we um, we touched on smartphones in the classroom a couple weeks ago and this sort of picks up on that theme a little bit too. Like when you're using smartphones and when you're bringing new media into the classroom, what are the pros and cons? And uh, definitely felt like it was good to get some of the pro perspective uh, from your conversation with Keisha and uh, would love to hear more uh, from, from other educators. So, uh, so it's kind of an open call to our listeners uh, and anyone who knows, uh, knows teachers uh, who are in classrooms because uh, we'd love to get, uh, get more, more perspective on the real problems that people are dealing with every day. I also thought Esther was a great point uh, about that Keisha was willing to open up her, her social media account uh, to an extent here, which yeah, Esther said it somewhat in passing, but the idea that many teachers hide on social media, they, they change their names on Facebook, they do whatever they can to not let their students see that side of their world. I have many friends who I don't even, I can't find on Facebook because they've changed their names to something, but um, it is great to see her able to understand assess and open herself up mike you you made the you said the word before we started recording of trust you know of, of the the trust or maybe it was asked her pardon but the, the idea that the students could trust her now because she opened up sort of a little bit of herself and mm-hmm. showed hey it's really easy to do this uh, it's really easy to make that mistake and share something while to mike to your point just the headline maybe we're not digesting the whole article we're just reading that headline and agrees with something we like we retweet it. We share it on Facebook and her admitting one, she made a mistake Two, opening up her own social media and three now sharing that story with us. I thought it was very uh, great for us to hear it, but also great for our listeners and other educators out there. There's a fine line, but I think it's a, it's a good one to understand and push against of when you can open up in your classroom and really share personal experiences um, and allow students to trust you and, and understand uh, what they're getting out of you. And Hey, that's that's real news. That's that's not fake news. That's who you are. So I think that all ties in here. Any any final thoughts, Mike, on on where you see media literacy going? We talked about it at length on our episode. This extra uh, to to follow up, but uh, this seems like a great jumping off point uh, for other educators to understand and engage their students on media literacy. Yeah, media literacy. Uh, we were talking about media savvy as well as a, as another angle on that. Uh, you know. Um, not just for, for K-12 educators, we talked about it also for parents, uh, a lot of different perspectives. Um, what I really was inspired about uh, through, through the Keisha conversation is that she's trying new things, you know, and to her, to her district's credit, you know, she's given the opportunity to try new things. But, um, but that's really how we're going to move the, move the ball forward. And uh, I, I was happy to see that she she had the the energy and the initiative to get this thing going and then she had the support um throughout her district to to try stuff and um would love to hear more folks out there who are listening who are trying things who are interested in trying new things because I, I think that's the only way we move anything forward uh, whether it's media literacy or um safety concerns or uh just you know developing better citizens and in these confusing times. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot we could talk about. 
Uh, lots of topics for us in the future. Uh, Esther bringing up the, the great topic also about the chatbot and, and the engagement therein uh, for a future episode of Trending in Education. And perhaps that will spawn its own Trending Education Extra, as you heard here uh, for Esther and for Mike. Thanks to both of them. Uh, great conversation here. Great conversation with Keisha. Thanks so much to her and, and to Mike's point, school district and everyone who uh, put this conversation together for us and let us bring her uh, here on Trending in Education. We'll be back on Tuesday. We're talking education and sports on Trending in Education on Tuesday. So we'll catch you then right here on Trending in Education.